Am I supposed to clap too? No, you're good. Let's. <laughs> okay, I was like, yeah, it's it's fine. Let's, work. We're not well. Now we're into it. That's where we're starting, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, yeah I wanted. It. How's it going, everybody? Back another week. What are we? Episode seven here. Week seven. Is that what we are on? Something Six, like that. Seven? I don't even know. I I lose track. Time's been flying by because there's so much to do during quarantine. Um, great <laughs> episode coming at you today. We've got a very special guest. I'll let Andrew do that uh, intro in a second. And we've got a new segment this week. We're going to try it out. First week ever. We'll get to that too. So, uh, Andrew, you want to uh, introduce who we've got on this week? Well, I think he can introduce himself. But uh, Nate Spanish, we got him on the podcast <laughs> here to talk with us today. I have, uh, I've got a weird story to tell you guys. And you guys are going to think, you guys are going to think I'm crazy for bringing this up. But uh-huh. if I don't say something about it, I'm gonna. I swear to God, I'm gonna be thinking about it the entire podcast. So okay. we right. went to school together, obviously, uh, Nate Spanish and I. And <laughs> when we were in kindergarten, Power Rangers was the big thing, right? Big year, big year, big year for Power Rangers. Yeah. Big year for <laughs> big year for a lot of stuff. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, specifically, there was a one Power Rangers Wild Force. I don't know if you guys remember this show, but vaguely, yeah. Um, Nate, you had the coolest character on that show was the Gray Wolf Power Ranger, and you had the action figure for that guy, and you brought (laughs) it into school. And I was like, holy shit, that's so awesome. And I was like... I had to flex the power. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Straight from Target, yeah. (laughs) It's good stuff. And I was like, (laughs) you have to let me borrow that. And you were a nice guy. You were like, yeah, of course, dude. Here you go. So I took it. I put it in my backpack. And I never gave it back to you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's still there. It's in the basement, somewhere in the very basement that Matthew is sitting in right now. Is Why didn't you give me a heads up? I would have dug it out. I think like I know. An, I actually it's an antique at this point. Yeah, yeah basically. We sell that. You should ask for compensation for that. Look up what it would be in pristine yeah. condition and uh, be, get recompensated. That Andrew will get you right back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to, whatever the new like cartoon toys are, like we could just, that way it's up to date and everything. Yeah. We could just swap out. With interest. We get it back with interest. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. You got to keep that stuff sometimes. It might be worth something like G.I. Joe's and all that. Probably. I don't know. I did know. not I did not take care of it. It's pretty scratched up. <laughs> Just chucked it out the window as soon as he grabbed it. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Fuck, Nate. I'm never giving this fucking thing back. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it even then. So, Nate, how have you uh... been... Uh... Well, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, it's funny, like, what people remember about certain people, because, like, I was, I grew up an only child. I'm surprised I let anyone borrow anything, you know? Yeah, I never would have let anybody borrow that. <laughs> I'm not yeah, saying that. you were an surprised, asshole. Honestly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm not trying to say, like, you idiot. You have no idea. You let me take this thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I know it sounds so weird, but honestly, like... That's just part of how my brain works. Like, I cannot tell you how many times over the years I've thought You've about... stolen things that. from people? Uh, no. Yeah. Nice. 
<laughs> I got a whole collection of stuff that's not even mine. But just about how many how many times I thought about that I just straight up stole that toy from you. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, you might not remember, but you really liked that Power Rangers toy. <laughs> did he ever? Did he forget that he gave it to you and just thought he lost it, or like he I don't know? He was too nice to ask for it back. That uh, was probably yeah. I wonder. Yeah. Because, like, I don't recall at all, but, yeah, I do wonder what my, like, four- or five-year-old self... Your thought process. But you're a kid, you just, you just forget, you know? You start, like, playing yeah. with other... You know, like, you just move yeah. on so fast. Who was your first-grade yeah. teacher? Miss... Um, Miss Kadish? Kadish. Yeah. Miss Kadish? I don't even know who that is. You're the weirdo. I feel like first-grade... She was I was going to say, I feel like first-grade teachers might have been pretty disposable because my first-grade teacher, I think, was Miss Zillbauer, and I think she only did, like, a, a few years stint. Nobody knows who that is either. That's not <laughs> She couldn't take name. it anymore. No, she used to... I, yeah. She did not like me because I had a creative mind. <laughs> so... That's what they say. Yeah. Those kids get She wanted me school. to live inside the system. <laughs> no, she yelled at me once box. for saying... <laughs> For saying, I was just talking about like piercing ears, like not piercing my own ear, but like people with ear piercings, like but piercing it themselves. And she oh. did not like that for some reason. I guess probably not the appropriate thing for a first grader to be telling other first graders to do, pierce their own ears. But I don't know. Give it a shot. First grade, yeah. Matthew. It's just turn, a needle. You turn your mic down a little bit, Matthew. You're screaming. Yeah, at sorry. Us. Well, right. I just talk. I just talk loud. Well, you're such a passionate. Fellow. How about now? How about now? Are we good? Testing, testing. You sound exactly the same. Fuck. How about now? What about now? What about now? What about now? <laughs> Whatever works for me. Is it? How, what about now? I turned it down a lot. Okay. No, I, no. I believe you. Is it really the same? Maybe I'm just talking louder as He's I turn it, it down. turning it down, but yelling louder. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> to compensate. Here, I turned it down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yep. Good. <laughs> <laughs> now we're all set. No, is it actually good? Now I turn it down a lot, though. Yeah, it wor- works for is me. Is it the same? Okay. I don't um, know. You sound fine. What? <laughs> Doing something cool. important right now. <laughs> I actually am. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta not right now. Okay. <laughs> this is live. This is you know what? This is the uh, stuff yeah. that the this, viewers love to this see. This is why I knew that was gonna happen. This is all staying this in. Look, this is why people yeah. listen to podcasts. That's the highlight right there. Yeah, absolutely. That's the Mom segment we're going to tweet out. Nate Spanish was yeah. on the podcast saying that's the segment we're going to tweet out that 15 second clip. <laughs> that's all they're going to well, remember. They're not even doing gonna something important right now. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know. So, bring that to bring right that up. Um Andy, I know you had some you had some questions about uh you know, some stuff. I don't know if you wanted to get into a little bit of that. Yeah, Can I mean, me? well, first and foremost, oh. one of the things we've just been asking our guests now, and this kind of mm. ties in because the reason we're having you on is you got this new album, Velvet, that's out mm-hmm. that people have to listen to. Yeah. Um, it was weird hearing other people say it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's true, man. I told you. Yeah. I listened to it four times, and I, I honest to God, Thank really you. liked it. it. Like, I texted Matthew. I sent Thank him the you. Spotify link. Yeah, sent like, it to me, so. I think it would yeah, be really cool, cool if we had this guy on to talk about it. This kind of goes, I mean, obviously quarantine is happening. It's kind of like winded down mm-hmm. now or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, what have you been up to in the quarantine? That's just something we've been asking people in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking about this, too. I was like, what am I going to say? But, yeah, pretty much like what everyone else is 
doing. You know, I'm slowly breaking the rules, trying to get a kickball <laughs> game together tomorrow. <laughs> there you some go. People. We got 12, we got 12 folks coming out for some kickball tomorrow, but um, I think time's yeah, the limit. It might have some subs, or you know, someone doesn't <laughs> show up, or we have an injury, but. <laughs> Yeah, so pretty much what everyone else is doing. Went through like a hard video game phase, then like try to get in some movies and, you know, texting everybody, make sure everyone's good. And then, well, that's kind of why I posted the album because we, <laughs> we had it all done and wasn't even mastered yet. And I was like, I got to just put this out. Like, I'm bored. <laughs> yes. So I put it out on yeah. YouTube first, unmastered. And we were, you know, we had some complications with it. But yeah, that's pretty much why it came out. I was just bored. Okay, that makes sense. Because seriously, that's one of the things that I was most curious about is like, what is it like putting something like that out, putting an album out while this whole thing is happening? Like, we've been doing the podcast during quarantine, and we started it during yeah. quarantine and everything, but I mean, a completely different animal, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I follow a lot of like Instagram accounts, like blogs and stuff, and they're like, they're just talking about like, oh, like, you know, this is like a good time for independent artists like post stuff and same with you know any podcast or like artwork or anything any creative so like, yeah yeah any because you know people are just sitting at home on their phones or whatever so and we were sitting on the music for a little while and i was we kind of just like lost track of it i guess and i was like when i was the time and like you know everyone's at home and um they said something about like there's like stats that said like independent artist streams are like higher right now wow um because people just have more time so yeah basically just came down to like time and just boredom overall so it worked (laughs) out kind of well i'll say i think it worked out when you say we were sitting on it we were sitting on this music and stuff wasn't even mastered yet we were waiting are you talking about ivy league yes that would be it because what because big group yeah i want you to talk a little bit about that (laughs) Like me, okay, just cool. like, everyone... I've been kind of, you know, as we're like doing research for the podcast or whatever, and just like listening to your album and stuff, seeing Ivy yeah. League or whatever, like tell us a little bit about like what that whole deal is. Right. So, okay. I don't want to leave anyone out because they know this is happening <laughs> and I won't yeah. if I forget a name, but, um, okay. So let's break it down. So it's me. Nate, I'll just go by everyone's artist names. That way it's easier. So yeah. Nate Spanish would be me, and I write and rap, basically. I don't make beats. I have yet to get into that. So then we got Mikey Gold. He produces raps. We got Trazo, who produces and masters. We got Will Rapture, rapper. We got Shaft the Shaman, rapper. We got... That's the big five. Then we're working with Tim, who I told you about, who goes by Clarence Tompkins. New album out, Temptations, really good. Then we got our new pal, well, longtime friend, just starting to work with us now. Mark doesn't have a rap name yet. We're working on it. <laughs> I say, I say, <laughs> stick with Mark. Just Mark, yeah. Mark with the Q. And then we got <laughs> um. And then we got Niaga, who was one of the went to school with all everyone went to school with us all these people yeah he was an early member kind of left to do his own thing and now we're like trying to rekindle and get some new stuff hopefully i didn't leave anyone out that'd be really funny but also really mean (laughs) yeah so it's kind of like we started out as like a group 
Um, just the first five I named. Well, Jeff Shaman, he came later. But, yeah, it was basically the five of us. And, um, you know, we were making music. We we started in, like, 2017. Made our first song in my basement here. And then just slowly started to, like, uh, you know, kind of build up some some stuff in the vault. And then summer 2018, we were like, okay, everyone's going to put out a solo album. And it was, like, really not a great process because... We're like every like three weeks, someone's gonna drop an album, and it just was a shit show. We were mastering like last second, so that was not good. But it was a learning process. So we had we had a group album, we got solo albums, and now we're kind of moving more towards like a less of a group, more of like a collective where like we're all individual, but like work together, kind of like Dreamville or like TDE, like those, like we're. Right you can identify all of them together, but they don't perform as like a group. Yeah. I and guess. you all have so your, like, you know, you all have your own different work and sound. Right. And stuff yeah. Like that. Yeah. So we're definitely going to go in on some like group songs for sure with like the new people we've added and stuff. But, um, it's just because there's so many people now, it's just going to be more of like a collaborative thing instead of just like a group. But when it comes to performing, I don't know what we'll do because there's so many of us. And if we put out an album with everyone on it, I, I don't know how that's going to work. But we're more focusing on like the music now, just trying to make better songs and then figure everything out later, basically. Right. That's okay. That's answered a lot of my questions because when I was checking you guys out, I was like, is this... I was wondering if this was like a... Uh, label or a studio that you guys are doing or if this is like a Wu-Tang type deal where you guys are <laughs> like a group and then each doing your own thing because so it used it started out like that and now you guys are kind of moving away from that a little yeah I mean we like just recently kind of talked about it and it's just more of like a I don't know like time became an issue like we you know like we, we work and stuff so like that kind of became like personal things that came up like you know, like Chef had a kid, which Holy we would have shit. never guessed. You know what I mean? And he also lives in, um, he went to school with us, but he lives in Auburn now. So, like, that kind of threw, you know, that was kind of hard. So, it basically came down to, like, okay, like, whoever's around will just work. And everyone will just kind of, we'll just figure it out. So, it was hard to kind of be a group with so many, like, variables. Because we wanted everyone around every time we, like, made a group song. Right, kind of difficult. Now we're kind of just like, let's change up the work process and just be more of like a label or like a collective, which was kind of the goal in the beginning, but it just became like a more like tight group. And now that we're adding more people, it's just easier to be more of like a collaborative thing. Huh. That's pretty. I cool. think that. I think that that's. I I like the way that you guys are what you're going to, I think that that's interesting and it gives everybody else an opportunity to kind of be more of an individual, but have everybody else kind of help spread their name. And the reason that it works so well is when you get a group of guys like yourselves or guys, girls, whoever you, you know, wherever you guys take it and you're also Mm -hmm. 
passionate about music and you all have the ability to do this stuff, it allows you guys to, you don't have to force people to do stuff. You know what I mean? You don't have to all be sitting together in a room when there's people in different places with different things going on. You give them yeah. the opportunity to get what they have to get done in their own time and and use their own creative space to do that kind of stuff. So I think if anything, it'll start to work, it'll work better. I think that sounds like a great idea. Right. That was kind of our thought process is like, you know, a lot of times we like kind of would, I don't know, we've had frustrations with not maybe <clears throat> like working as well as we want. So we figured like together as a people, group, you mean? Yeah. Like in the beginning, <laughs> it's so funny in the beginning we were in, um, just a basement after work we get out of work at like 10 o'clock at night everyone was miserable we'd get together <laughs> and we'd make music and it was great like we had fun but it got to the point where it just like <laughs> we were like angry at each other like we were like just together too much and it like wasn't even really the best thing so and we didn't really accomplish exactly what we wanted i guess a lot of fun but then found more like when we like are casually getting together or whatever it may be like the product is better and it's like more fun and it just seemed like back then we like worked really hard and the product wasn't exactly what we wanted still love it but it wasn't exactly what we wanted and we found just like taking a more casual approach just made things a lot easier and like the music got like way better that's why we're kind of changing things up, I guess. Okay, because I wonder, the thing, the last solo thing that you put out was Mercury two years ago, right? Mm-hmm, yep. Okay, so that was kind of an EP. And listening to Velvet now, it feels, it, it feels really different. And a yeah. part of that, I mean, you can speak to this. This is just kind of what I got from it listening to it yeah. is you f it feels like with velvet you are being so much more honest as an artist you know what mm -hmm. i mean mercury yeah. had a lot of great tracks on it but this one velvet it it feels like you've really got something to say with this right you know what i mean it feels a yeah, lot more so open yeah, and that's kind of, like, I told myself, um, I was like, okay. So basically, like, how Velvet really start started, because I didn't even plan on doing that, but me and um, Mikey, we're, we were just the two of us a lot of the time, and he's like, well, why don't we just, you know, you can make some songs or whatever, and, like, and he's, like, really great at, because I'm not uh, super knowledgeable about production. I just, like, I think I have a pretty decent ear for things, so I'll just tell him, like, some super vague description i'll be like oh like do like this thing with this thing and, the, and somehow he can do it every time and just make the beat in front of me and he'll be like oh like this and i'm like yes exactly like just somehow he always does it so we just work well together and velvet came about just because like we were just together and we started going and i had some like new ideas um things i like didn't do on mercury that i wanted to or maybe something we didn't do on a past group thing that i wanted to and you know we like we work well with each other we kind of just experiment and kind of like on my solo things because i really want a group album where we're gonna we have stuff made we're kind of like figuring it out and uh, i kind of look at my solo albums as kind of like 
uh, like the guinea pigs for the group albums. Like I'm like, all right, if we're going to do something weird, like I want to do it. And if it sucks, it sucks. If it's good, we're going to do it on the group album, which I don't mind because I love like music that doesn't make sense. Cause like, I think it's because I don't know enough. So I'm like, Oh, it sounds great. If it's experimental, I think it's like amazing. So, um, yeah, him and I were just together and we cranked it out over some time. And, um, yeah, Mercury was just kind of like listening back. I was like, okay, I can tell what I was listening to at the time. I can tell I couldn't really write a lot of like the writing wasn't great. Like the lines were good. The rapping was fun and the lines were, you know, funny or whatever. But I was like, I want to like the song feel on velvet. I was like, I want to write something that like actually makes people feel something and isn't just like a goofy rap song you know what i mean I so be yeah i kind of went into you. velvet with more yeah yeah that that worked because that that might be my thank favorite you, yeah. song on that album thank you and i'm hoping more people yeah i'm hoping people like i can at least feel like feel like something you know what i mean and that's kind of why i wrote that and like some shitty stuff happened to me that like helped me write that song but i was like okay cool now i know i can do this and because it, it's really hard to write emotional lyrics that are true to you and aren't corny like i would scrap a lot of stuff so with that i just try to go with like the most like raw way of how i could word anything and i was like yeah. i'm just gonna do it like that. so i just kind of had to, like, to feel forced kind of right thing. yeah and i think yeah. a lot of times when i tried before in like the mercury era to be like serious it just didn't it felt forced, right? So yeah. with that, I like actually went through something and then I was like, okay, like I feel like I can put something together now. And I got to say, you can, you can tell by listening to that song specifically, of course, that mm -hmm. you were taking from something that happened to you. Yeah. And it, right. as, as a listener, it just honestly, you know, it really resonated, and that's man. It was awesome. I, I honestly can't say enough about it. That's, I don't know where else I can hear, go, but right. Like I didn't know how people would take that, and not that I have some like crazy fan base, but like you know, I ask friends and stuff, and like maybe people I don't talk to as much to give because I feel like they'll be really honest with me. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if anyone said anything about that. Not that they didn't like it, but given like mercury with like death star especially the goofiest yeah. song i've <laughs> kind of like just funny like stupid so going from like something like that to feel i was like maybe people like me better goofy but at the same time i was like i don't want this to be like that so i was like i'm just gonna go for it so i'm glad to hear you say that because i'm like you know even if it's not the best songwriting or the best like vocal performance i was like hopefully they can at least like I don't know, see what the pic the picture I was trying to paint, basically. Absolutely. You know, everybody knows that it's tough to be honest. And yeah. when someone like you puts out a song like that, and I think even in other mm -hmm. songs, there are kind of moments where what you do in that song on a bigger scale does shine through. For sure, yeah. That's. I mean, that just really resonates with people on a next level compared to something like you said with your song death star that's on mercury which is a good song <laughs> but like you said <laughs> totally totally different well when you're talking about right. writing i had a question for you because i don't know shit okay. about 
rapping, obviously. I don't know if anyone <laughs> has ever okay. uh, seen a picture of me before. But I don't look like someone who... Uh, well, you can I, look I on YouTube. You can look on our YouTube page. Yeah, great great plug, Matthew. Way to go. Throw that random plug in there. Jesus Had Christ. To get, wait, you, hey, you got to get them in there. I guess so. But one of the things um, that I noticed in a few of your songs uh, on both uh, Mercury and Velvet was this uh, references to a lot of different things in pop culture. Probably... Maybe most significantly in your song Lizzie, where you straight up like right away just like talk to myself like Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> I so love that line, dude. It's so thank that, you. That line is awesome. So do you think that and from what little I do know about rap music, do you think that it's kind of important to be paying attention to the sort of cultural zeitgeist, I guess, and have sort of references like that in your back pocket to uh, pull out when you do songs and stuff. Like, do you think that's more important in your genre than others to an extent? Um, yeah, I don't know if it's more important, but I think it's more prevalent in rap music. And obviously, like, you know, you're – in a way you're going to emulate like kind of who you listen to or who you like most time. So, you know, a lot of rappers I like make those pop culture references and it's scattered throughout because a lot of times I find in rap music just being like, like you could literally get your point across by being like, like if I just said like, yeah, like I'm Lizzie McGuire, like people would maybe would come up with their own thing. And like somehow in rap, that's like thing where you can just be like, I'm this person. And everyone's like, I know what that means somehow. Like you don't have to say more than that. So, yeah, and I just enjoy, like, um, like Ski Mask, Slump God. He's like so good at making like pop culture references. So, um, we, I, forgot, I, I wish I remember kind of how that came up. I, me and Mikey were working, and I think one of us was like, we were just kind of like sitting there, like saying stuff, and I was like, I talked to myself, like I'm Lizzie McGuire, and then I think I had the beginning first and then i used the line to start the verse but um i just thought it'd be funny and it kind of like has a tone to it where it's like oh this like crazy dude talks to himself like lizzie mcguire <laughs> you know the, the famous person for talking to themselves right but i just oh don't have gosh. a cartoon person following me around but if that was a music video that'd be a good idea have like a little nate spanish with me yeah that's actually a really good idea. I would yeah, watch dude, that music video. Dude, you have sure. to you yeah, have dude. to do yeah. that now. Yeah. We had some we had some money and an animator of some <laughs> kind. I I would do it. I don't care. Well we'll look into it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe there's one listening to this and that next thing you know, some you know I'm saying. There's um, gotta be. I have a question. It's a little bit off topic of your music so much, it's more about Ivy League. It's actually about Will. Um <laughs> yeah. So I I graduated with Will. I don't know yep. him super well, you know, but he, every time I've ever encountered him, he has uh -huh. I've ended up dying laughing. Like the dude is so funny from what I have experienced from. Is he like that all the time? Like when you guys are working and stuff like that, is he making you laugh or is he more like when he's doing his music is he like different, you know? Uh <laughs> no doubt he uh I mean, yeah, Will's like one of the funniest people I know. Hysterical. It's not funny. It's, 
Yeah, he, like when I first met him, we met. I mean, yeah, like even though we went to school together, I briefly knew him in like when I was in tenth and eleventh grade, or just pretty much the back half of high school. We like kind of knew each other, but we went to end trip. Shout out to end trip. We, shout we out to the trip. Sit at the booth together, and how we met. <laughs> Me and Mikey had this idea that we were going to film a talk show in my living room. And I like the Eric Andre show. It's going to be called The Nathan Show. We barely knew Will. Knew he liked to act. So we're like, he's funny. Like, we knew him enough to, like, talk to him. And we, we sat with him at school. And we're like, dude, would you want to come to <laughs> come to my house and be on this sh- weird, shitty show that we're going to film in his living room? He was like... Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so the first time we like hung out with them, like you know, outside of a school um, scenario, was he came to my house, this shitty talk show <laughs> in my living room where I was a talk show host and he was my uncle Reggie, and we didn't even know each other well enough to like go off of each other, like comedically, but it made it funnier because it was just so awkward. <laughs> and I said to him, I was like, I was like, how? Why'd you do that? I'm like, you didn't know us, but wanted to be on this stupid thing that never even came out. And he was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, well, that's that's like our friendship. But yeah, Will, Will. I mean, I love Will's rapping, and like, even people, like everyone I know, they're like, that's Will. Like, I'm like, yeah, like that's Will, and um, he's really good at it, and. He, he's a good writer too. Like he's written some of the hooks on demos and stuff. And um, yeah, he takes it seriously. But uh, yeah, he's always like making me laugh. He's one of those people you just look at him and you just start laughing because you know he's gonna say something dumb. Yeah, you know he's gonna say something that's gonna make you laugh. Yeah, and that's like I said, I don't, I don't know him very well. Um, just we've talked a few times, you know, like throughout when we were like right up to when we were graduating kind of from high school and and i follow him on twitter and he's yeah just me it's all you know that's really all i know about him but for some reason like i will always think he's funny so oh, yeah. uh, i was curious about that i gotta meet um, this yeah. guy sounds like yeah andy on the you know what andy you um you and him you guys could do something funny you uh yeah Definitely. he's but, a good actor too um, Andy, do you have any other like music related questions? I don't want to get too off topic before, you know, we get into anything else. Kind of. I'm just honestly curious about, you touched on, uh, Mikey Gold being like, you know, producer yeah. extraordinaire, which is awesome. I can't even yeah. imagine what it's like to work with somebody like that. Like that sounds like the type of person that you want to be making music with. So, yeah. But anyways, does... He make a lot. Did he make like all the beats on this album or what? Because that was one of the other more impressive things about Velvet. Was I was like, oh, oh my god, some of these are like really like kind of next level, a little bit out of the box, like really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, it was mostly just the two of us making these songs, and um, the other producer Trazo, he helped on Lizzie. Um, I think he. I don't know which part. I can't remember because it's funny. Like a lot of this was recorded a really long time ago. Like uh, I think we started in October around my birthday, just like hanging out in my basement when my parents were away, just like (laughs) 
all day working out yeah like we just you know get a little uh tipsy and then we just you know go all day like we'll you know record something sit down talk hang out eat food or whatever record more stuff it's kind of like an all-day affair and um we knocked out like lizzie and slide in one night which you know we, that was mostly just us kind of like messing around and yeah i do remember um i think yeah trezzo he helped on lizzie but yeah mikey pretty much made the whole thing and he mastered it too which we had another friend master it and there were some complications and due to all this stuff going on we weren't able to like we wanted to get together to master it so it'd be easier but couldn't happen so we had to kind of like it out a different way but yeah he me and him work really well together and we made or he made the whole thing luckily like i said he can translate my like loose-ended thoughts into beats because he just figures it out it's amazing and he's he'll pick up the guitar like whatever like he plays the guitar on um i can't remember what song you guys, you guys probably know what song it is but i love like guitar like the way he played like the i don't know i just love it like i think there should be more guitars in rap which there is kind of in more like the emo rap or whatever you want to call it but that like surf rock guitar that he's so good at like accomplishing yeah. just sounds so good at the end of like some crazy beat or like the one where i scream and then there's like a guitar so i always love that so i'd make him pick up the guitar as much as possible is he actually playing drums or is somebody actually like playing the drums on some of those or there's one song I'm um it's like about. a drum pad okay so like okay. he's he's basically playing it but like with his fingers like it's like the yeah. buttons so yeah he does technically play it, but yeah, not live. We wanted to do, because um, his brother, Zach, is an amazing drummer. We wanted to do like a, we wanted to either like make a song or like do like a video of a song of him playing real drums and me like performing or like re-record it with live drums. Just hasn't happened yet, but maybe down the road we'll do like a live stream, do like a little concert or something. I hope you do, because that's awesome. I feel like, I wish more people would do that. Cause that sounds, man, it sounds great on your album. Just the, I mean, just the pad or whatever. But having somebody actually like play live and stuff, yeah, man, that'd that's be awesome. awesome. And and it's it's not like any other type of drumming. I feel like, again, mm-hmm. not that I, I mean, I'm just kind of talking on my ass. But it it really <laughs> it, it yeah it's so it's actually it's, so it's actually not true. Andrew bought it. Andrew bought a drum set. Oh once. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I did buy. A drum it's set still once. it's still in the back room of our basement. I think that um it's got a lot of dust on it. But if you were to oh, wipe I, it off, I don't know if it's ever actually been hit by a drumstick. Another one of my failed endeavors. Thank you, Matthew. No, I'm just letting everybody else that's listening know <laughs> that um yeah you do have a drum set back there. Because it's one of my friend's favorite jokes is, yo, when's Andy going to start playing the drums? (laughs) And it's funny because you don't know how. Hey, next album, you can pick up a couple uh, beats or two. You got a triangle? He could probably probably rip a triangle around for... Oh, my gosh. Electric triangle? Man, I haven't played the electric triangle since... Since my arrow... September September of 08, right? September of 08. Yeah, that was probably probably the last time. Yeah, I hung it up um, forever. I see that you got the Braves in the background. That's the first yep. thing I said when you hopped on. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching The Last Dance at all? Yeah, and um, I watched the swearing version. 
just to feel <laughs> i just think it's funny. yes you have to way better you have to way more emotional but um i haven't because it just ended didn't it yeah, yeah. sunday was the last sunday two. see i didn't catch the last two but um i usually watch it like the day after have not caught the last two but i saw they're putting out the um the movie now game yeah. six or whatever yeah, yeah. game six yeah. what the is last that anchor. I don't. I don't know. I saw ESPN literally on my way home from work. Actually, not on my way home from work. Somewhere where I wasn't driving, I was just quick Twitter check before I showered and came down here and hopped on. Um, I saw that they were coming out with the Game Six movie, and and that looks really awesome too. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely watch that too. I mean, there's not a lot else to to do, yeah. so. For now, uh, hopefully stuff starts open. What else? Uh, what else have you accomplished watching wise thus far throughout the whole quarantine? I know you said you're getting into some movies and whatnot. Yeah, um, I've been meaning to watch that Capone movie, but I heard it was not good. Yeah, well, I <laughs> read can't, some stuff. Heard it wasn't good. I can't believe that. I mean, I haven't seen it myself either. I heard those same things, but I mean, yeah, come on. Which one is that? That's the one with Tom Hardy's playing Al Capone. Have you seen I this? think people go into it thinking it's Is it it's called be Capone? Like Something like that. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I, don't um, I think people go into it thinking it's going to be like a normal mob movie, you know, mobster movie, but it's about him as like an old man with dementia and well, he's got syphilis and then has uh, he's got think syphilis. dementia. And he, yeah, yep. that'll, <laughs> that'll get you. But he's yeah, That's what back. happens. He's got, yeah. what do they say? On that episode of Drunk History, he's got part of his brain eaten away, literally eaten away by his own cock pus. Like the <laughs> oh yeah, and that's um, more graphic than I was expecting you to explain that. But that's I mean, reality. Right, though. I've never, yeah. I actually haven't heard of that movie. It sounds interesting though. I would, I can understand why it probably didn't do that well in the opinion of other people if they wanted it to be like that mobster movie. But if you go into a movie like that knowing that it's about like what the story, not the whole storyline, but not expecting that high action kind of violent crime movie, movies like that I usually really enjoy kind of getting a backstory of, or an at whatever, yeah. not a prequel, whatever they call it. I don't know. I guess that's, but, a, yeah. I guess that's an interesting point. The like, end to his life and kind of see, you know, because those, you know, like they go through a lot of shit during their life, and I guess it's an a side of it that you would never get to see if it, you know. Yeah, it's a cool angle to take. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 different, which I think is that's kind of why I was intrigued. Because if it was still like a normal biopic or whatever, I would have watched it. But the angle they took, I thought, was like really different because no one really does that. But I think that kind of like also maybe is why people didn't like it. Because they're like expecting some huge, violent young Al Capone doing yeah. some stuff, and it's just right. old guys, you know, Tommy shitting Gunn. himself, Florida, yeah. in his heyday. Right. <laughs> old guy shitting himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you gonna do? I guess so. I just, yeah. I, I feel like, especially when you have an actor of Tom Hardy's caliber, like yeah, having that kind of that kind of niche angle. It's got to be, I just feel like that's got to be more of an exercise acting-wise, you know what I mean? Like, you got to, you know, you could have probably some B-lister be like Al Capone doing all that stuff because yeah, it would be such a specific character, 
you know, and kind of letting the letting his actions define the character and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've got to imagine with this Hardy movie, when he is an old man, it's got to be the re- the reverse of of that and like a more more of an exercise in acting. Yeah, I'll have to check it out now. Now, now you've got me intrigued. So. Yeah, that's our yeah, little promo. So a little promo, um, yeah, like we'll a poem, it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we do a lot of like, um, we do a ton of TV and movie talk on this podcast, especially right now. It's kind of one of the things that we both have a common interest in. Yeah. So, Andrew, do you want to maybe get into, you know, some, our uh, our new segment that we we're thinking about doing, or you want to? What do you think? Yeah, let's go for it. Let's give it I'm a shot. I'm asking you. So, based on on the basis of our interests in, you know, en- entertainment like that, Nathan, I don't know if he warned you that we're doing this, but we're starting a new segment this week called Who Would Win? We're going to do the Who Would Win of the Week. This week's okay. Who Would Win of the Week is um, Who Would have Win you, of the Week? Have you, watched, oh. have you watched Tiger yeah, King, ahead. by the way? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I don't even think you have to ask people that anymore. I don't. Most know. of the time, yeah, you never know. So, who would win of the week in a fight? Joe Exotic versus Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> so that's this week's fight. And this is our first first ever one doing it. So we're gonna have to work our way through the rules. Okay. And thought process of well, rule number one. No weapons, no guns. Obviously, Joe Exotic would just shoot Stitch in the head, just like he does his tigers. Okay. Um, Wow. But Joe Exotic has his cane that he walks (laughs) around with. So if you have a, you know what I mean? If you have a, or you know how he wears like that metal knee brace? If you wanted to take that, maybe sharpen it down. Weaponize it. Shiv. um, Anything that is usually on your person. But Joe Exotic... That's not a true weapon. Joe Exotic... Okay, fine. Because Joe Exotic always yeah. has the gun on him. Okay, this changes... No. This changes my entire... <laughs> Why? You thought Joe Exotic was going to have a gun? Yes. I, at least a trained no. gun. No. And even then... Okay, well, I'll say right now, I have Stitch winning this fight. In a straight up... It's a brawl. It's like... it would. Yeah. There's no, like no firearms and no... I think there should be no knives too. The reason I'll say if you have something on you that's like you could weaponize, because like either like claws, if like Stitch has like, but is it he has little nails? Maybe you're not gonna take those off. Of, you're not gonna say you can't use them. But right. yeah, I think that you can't put in a weapon because if you could give Joe Exotic, but Stitch is quick. You might not even be able to shoot him. I don't know if a gun changes this fight. I think Stitch wins every time. I'll, ke- I'll explain my theory again, but I want to hear what, what you guys have to say. Go ahead, Stitch head, I, Yeah, I, I, uh, it's been a minute since I watched that. You know, <laughs> Lilo, go, yeah, whatever. He's like have a little blue. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Does he have any like, like powers? Like, not powers, but you know what I mean. Does he like? He's like. I mean, he something? is technically an alien. But he doesn't have powers. Right. He's just a little spazzy motherfucker. Like he's, like he's really fast. He can crawl, climb, super right. spazzy. He's gonna, yeah. He's too fast for Joe. I mean, Joe, we know. Got Joe's bad back. Crazy though. Bad knees. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely not. 
not looking good for Joe initially, huh. but um, he is used to handling animals, tigers, big so, animals. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna go with Stitch just in the sole fact he's like a little psycho, and Joe is just immobile. So just get someone <laughs> okay. on the ground. I mean, that's it. Can we? Okay, so I keep going back. Joe Exotic. He, you're sure he doesn't have at least a trank gun? No. You're not even giving him that. I okay. No. He goes straight to real gun. Yeah, I mean, that's that true. Kind of concerning in the documentary, he didn't not, did not even consider a tranquilizer. Real Colt forty five on the waist. Tiger bites him. <laughs> one less tiger. I guess that yeah. was the solution. I guess there's yeah. No we we did a lot of maybe. talk about about that show on here. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, most human beings, I'm taking Stitch every time. Yeah. I'm giving Joe Exotic – the dude has a chance. I mean, he's batshit crazy. He deals with these giant animals all the time. He's not going to be afraid of Stitch. He's never going to back down. But I think in the long run, Stitch wins. I do. I don't know. What do you think? You were going to take Joe Exotic originally thinking he had a gun, well, weren't you? Well, here's, here's the thing. I think even if you give Joe Exotic – even if you were to give him a real gun, I say that giving him a Trank gun is still sort of a – a setback for him is still he's still at a little bit of a diff, more of a disadvantage than typically. Even if you mm. give him a trank gun, Stitch has the dexterity to give him a, a tough time, you know, fight aiming and, and and trying to shoot him and stuff. Stitch is a little you know he he's he's a wily little guy. He's got a bunch of arms. Mm. <sighs> here's oh, yeah, he here's what I'll say. Oh. Here's what I'll say, though, Andrew. Okay. This is the first one we've ever done. This is our first who would win of the week. A precedent has to be set. You can't say, oh, you can't look at the fight if Joe had a weapon because we're saying he doesn't have a weapon. And here's why I'll say that is because there were some other ideas we throw that we threw out of where we wanted to start it with this segment, who we wanted to pick, what was the fight going to be. And there were several options where you actually included them, that option, having a weapon. I see. So I think if, if in the if you say Joe Exotic versus Lilo or versus Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, no weapons included. If you would have said Joe Exotic with a gun, you know what I mean. It has we have to you know we have to be upfront and forward with what we're working with. And you can always you know put in your two cents about oh, but if, but at the end of the day, that's not who would win this week. <laughs> Stitch would win this week. Would you agree, Nate? I mean, yeah, like I said, I'm taking Stitch. I forgot about the multiple arm thing. I mean, you can't deny that. That's oh that's shit! I didn't even think of the multiple arm. Yeah, you brought that up. Uh, he's one dodgy little bastard. He'll run around. Joe Exotic might just you know get pooped out. He might not <laughs> have any energy. He's gonna get caught not moving, and then Stitch might just gouge his eyes out. Who knows what Stitch could do <laughs> if he turns? We don't know that. That that part was never revealed to us. But he could just claw his eyes out. He really wanted to. That's... Maybe right away. <laughs> <laughs> like, from the first bell, it's over. Stitch. Yeah, just straight. <laughs> I don't see Joe really, like, throwing him off or anything like that. I mean, I don't know. All right. If he can I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think there's definitely people. Yeah, maybe we did go a little one-sided for the first one. Here's what I'll say, though. Another point that I wanted to make 
which is a really dumb joke that you would only understand if you've ever been on the Stitch like escapes ride that's at Tomorrowland <laughs> in Walt Disney World. Do you know what? Do you know the ride I'm talking about, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar familiar with the Nate, but on the ride you, you get trapped. No, there's no. You're sitting there. You're Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's right across from Buzz Lightyear, directly across. Oh, I've probably been on it. Um, you <laughs> Stitch farts during the ride, and it's one of those like five D or whatever rides, 5D. and it just makes the entire building whatever the no fuck you, Andrew. Four. Whatever the building is called, <laughs> there's four, Matthew. There's four what? D's. There's four D's. You can't there's get only a fifth four. D. You can never get to the fifth. You can't get yeah. a fifth D. Either Maybe. way, it smells legitimately so bad. Like I don't. I went on it. I think once in my life, and I won't go back on it because I don't want to deal with that smell. They just make Stitch fart. Do you know? They're do you remember this, Andrew? What's that, Nate? They're just gassing everybody out of this ride. Yeah. Why is I don't know why that's part of the fun for them. Do you, Do you that's remember it, Andrew? Because it's a real thing. Yeah. Stitch I know goes what you're talking about. Yeah. You hear him fart, <laughs> and then it looks like it looks like gas clouds come out of the ceiling, and then you hear Stitch laugh, and then it just smells like straight ass in the whole enclosed ride. That's pretty next level. Yeah. They man, those Imagineers, <laughs> they don't get paid enough. <laughs> no. That's. <laughs> So if you let Stitch <laughs> for if, discovering if putting, a fifth yeah. dimension, for discovering a fifth dimension, those guys are way underpaid. And they, they transport you to another dimension <laughs> just for this ride, and then they gas you. <laughs> Jesus I mean, Christ! Hey, above and beyond, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Damn. There's a man. There's a terrible Walt Disney was a Nazi joke to be made here. I was dancing around it. Yeah. <laughs> but I there is I'm yeah. starting to sweat. I'm starting to sweat thinking about making it, so I don't know about that one. Yeah, I was like, I can't go too hard too quick. <laughs> Do you remember those books, Andrew? Those were the kids that worked at Disney World at night. There was like a whole different like world. The Kingdom Keepers series. Those books were really good. That's very true. How many was I there only it. I think I only read What's what was that, Nate? I like now you mentioned that I vaguely remember that somehow, deep in my memory. <laughs> we're bringing yeah, up those all are... kinds of stuff this time around. <laughs> those are really cool because some of it was based on somewhat of like not true but historically based wise tales surrounding Disney, weren't they? Yeah, once you get to like the third book, they discover Walt Disney's hidden office and there's these vivid descriptions of swastikas you know sort of surrounding the walls and stuff that's not there it's a book for kids that's not what happens but that would uh (laughs) oh you made that up i thought i didn't know i never read the third book i was like oh all right matthew (laughs) i can't believe you fell for that one that's robert lincoln's boat all over again no i knew that you were fucking lying about that that oh you know what, piss? Mm, I don't want to talk about that boat. Where was that, Rushford? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. You know why? I, mm, that fucking boat puts me in a salty mood. Eh, hey, you'll be all right. Yeah. Um. And I knew you were lying, too. I was the one the whole time that was saying you're lying. And everybody else, people, f- f- other people, were like, 
I, they believed it. And I'm like, I've known this dude for the past 21 years of my life. I know for a fact that he's making this shit up. That just a few seconds ago, what you two heard, that was the first time I've ever lied, actually. Um, unless you count stealing Nate's Power Ranger, I guess. Yeah. Well, you never told him you didn't oh, steal it from how his history goes. That was no That was no lie. That was, yeah. <laughs> I was deceived. The youth. You know, I just, I'm glad. That's the main reason we had you on this podcest. It wasn't just velvet. It was to have that. <laughs> Andrew had a guilty conscience. Yeah. Andrew had a guilty conscience. It was to have that weight lifted. No, maybe we should just. I still have it. Maybe we should just let him come on and talk about that shitty <laughs> album and just put this all behind us. Uh, yeah, well, it worked. That's all it was. Great. I wasn't gonna say it, but I actually have text that say the same thing. But now that <laughs> yeah. you figured it out, tweet that. Um. So, well, I'll say a few things. One, because we've been going for about 50 minutes. Um, one, so we are going to keep doing that segment, who would win of the week. We're going to try to perfect it, like I said, little lopsided this week. So if you do have any ideas of people that you want to fight, animated characters, real life, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be an inanimate object for all I care. If you think that it could be something else in a fight, um, let us know. You can tweet us at them. Um, and so Nate jumping full circle now back to your music for everybody that's listening to this now, if you want to tell everybody, you know, where you can listen to your music, if it's on Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff, all your whole Ivy league Twitter handles. I don't know if you guys sell stuff, whatever that, if you want to talk about all that right now, that way, cause I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening to this that are now interested really in, in listening to that that album yeah if you uh listen to us talk about stitching exotic joe for a bit you have certainly beyond earned the right to do a plug <laughs> right so okay so hopefully hopefully this has convinced them to listen <laughs> to the album uh okay so yeah it's on every you know every platform you can think of because we use this thing called distro kid they send it out to like everything so pretty much anywhere you could go it's there velvet nate spanish um we got i mean you can follow me if you want on instagrams like it's like a music and personal instagram nate spanish all one thing with two h's then we got ivy league at ivy league cltv is twitter and instagram hopefully we got a new group songs at some point this summer usually summer's our big time we like get a lot of stuff done um and yeah that's pretty much the plugs um yeah go listen to the album and if you find my instagram and twitter like if you think it sucks dm me we'll talk about it great <laughs> about it i mean i don't i just enjoy feedback so yeah i really appreciate it if people could go listen if not i mean that's up to you can't make you do that but sure. I love it. Yeah. yeah definitely, not forcing in anything. You don't have I mean, to force them into anything, Nate, but I will force them into anything. Yeah. Just listen. Listen. <laughs> listen right now. For God's sake, go listen to Velvet. You can listen to it anywhere. You can listen to it on Spotify. You can listen to it on iTunes. Just fucking buy it on iTunes. You can afford it. Just go buy it. Buy, Pay for the album on iTunes. The album is like 12 minutes long. So you could do that. You can take a shit and listen to the full thing. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's that'd one be a quick car. shit. It's one car ride. <laughs> just throw it on. 
don't, you don't, just leave the volume off if you really don't <laughs> hate me. Le- turn the volume off, but stream it. By the time you get to where you're going, the whole thing will be over, and like you help me out. So, not you know, it's an easy listen, really short. Got a couple songs that are like a minute thirty, so that keeps the attention span like right in that pocket. So yeah, perfect, awesome, yeah. Um, and then before we wrap up completely, so for those of you listening, I'll from our two in the cooler Twitter account, I'll tweet out. Um, the links to Ivy League and stuff like that. So that way, if you guys don't feel like putting in the work to go look it up, it'll be all right on our Twitter. And then it'll be Thursday when this video drops, right? So Thursday, Tomorrow. May 21st. Yep. This is That's when this comes out. So it'll be on... It'll be on YouTube, all that stuff. So check out the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. Follow Nate Spanish, Instagram, Twitter, Ivy League, all that stuff. Um... Thank you guys for listening a ton. Nate, we're really glad you come on. We're we're happy that, you know, when Andrew contacted me about having you on, he said the biggest thing is, you know, you're kind of in that same realm that we're just now getting into and you you know, that entertainment, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of you want people to listen to, you know, your music or you know, you know, people to enjoy what we have to say. So it was really cool to talk to somebody who's had a few years experience kind of doing it and starting it and all that stuff. So thank you a bunch for coming on. We appreciate that. And um, Andrew or Nate, anything else you guys have to add before we uh, call it a night? Nope. Um, just uh, appreciate Nate Spanish coming on the podcast for the first of uh, what will hopefully be a couple times on. We'd love to have you back sometime. Yeah. And thank you guys. We're, like you said, we're both kind of in the same boat. So it's like if everyone in music, whatever, cover art, anything can just like do this where we come together and kind of boost each other up because it's like way easier and like people kind of like understand each other at this level and that's what makes it work so yeah hopefully when we put out a group album we can come back and maybe like in person or whatever we you know after all this oh my god that'd be do a yeah, big one sure that would be- or if we're here everyone will be right here all seven yeah, or that would be awesome i think that that's a really cool idea yeah, we would. That'd be really. See, that's what you want to do. These guys are hilarious, so yeah. that'd be awesome. Play that game again. They have some really <laughs> weird opinions about it, but that'd be that'd be fun. But either way, yeah. Thank you guys for my first formal interview. I feel like a little baby learning how to walk right now. <laughs> Boom! I love it. Excellent. That's a podcast this week. We'll see you guys next week. Matt, Nate, thanks, guys. Let's get out of here. We'll see you later.